0: All right, guys, before we get started, that little business part of the show, and I'm going to be completely honest, I lost my voice. Last night, I went to a work party, and it was one of those loud ones, and I felt like I was screaming the whole time. So if I sound like I've been gargling rocks, <laughs> <What? laughs> No, dude, I say gargling rocks, not rock dicks. <laughs> no, I can't put that in. I can't put that in. <laughs> No, why not? Because we're not even 10 seconds in and we're already telling dick jokes.
1: <laughs> See, I was also at a loud party last <laughs> night, but I have a man throat, so I sound fine. Everyone's like, he sounds sexy and the other guy sounds like a dick. <laughs> <a> r- <laughs> first of all, the best is she said a rock dick. Like, <laughs> I'm imagining that, that sounded like rocks in a blender, right? Like that's the noise that you gargling that
0: I mean, of course, that's exactly what it has to be. All right. Back to business. <laughs> hit like and subscribe. No, no. Don't just hit smash like and subscribe. <laughs> Follow us on Apple iTunes. Leave those reviews, please. It helps out a lot. I love getting the reviews, Rumi. We've been getting some fun ones. People enjoying us on their way to work. I appreciate hearing that. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing from you on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Getting emails from people from the website. We really appreciate hearing from people hearing what they like, suggestions about shows, telling us little stories. We got a story for today's Yeah, episode. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. So thanks to everybody who hits us up, everybody who follows us, everybody who's leaving those reviews and sharing with their friends. It's Christmas. So Merry Christmas to all. And happy holidays to everybody, no matter what you celebrate or how you celebrate. We hope you listen to the Launchpad podcast. And Rumi, we're back in the same room. This is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, so we're in my apartment. It's a couple of weeks before Christmas. And uh, we actually, we got together the other night to do an interview with somebody, which is pretty cool. We'll have yep. that coming soon. But yeah, this is the first uh, Back to Basics, sitting on a couch, drinking some tea, some coffee, oh, looking yeah. each other in the eyes, singing songs about gargling dicks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh but God. we're here, and wait, Rumi. What what is that?
1: Oh, that's a that's an elf on a shelf. He kind of get watches. it the fuck out. No, that's a that's like Santa's scout. I I know, tiny little snitch. Get him the fuck out. I just want you guys to know we're pretending that this is happening, but Rumi is pointing at the imaginary elf that's not there. <laughs> That's why I love recording with you in person. All right, wait, wait, wait. Time back in, back to our our little radio play. No, that's the, he tells Santa what we're doing. That's why that's how I get good presents.
0: I know, but he just heard me talking about gargling rock cocks. So I'm not getting shit.
1: That's not true. You know, it's going to be in your stocking. Coal, <laughs> coal. Which they'll think I at will the enjoy. worst. Yeah. At the worst. I mean, no, the best. The best situation is it's going to be coal. Yeah, coal in the shape. <laughs> <laughs> You open it up, it's like a big, black, rocky cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Mm. Well, today we are talking about Elf on the Shelf, and a little snitch. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's today's episode of the Launchpad Podcast.
1: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three,
0: two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff.
1: We have a liftoff.
0: All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I am the very horse, Aaron.
1: You're the what? Fairy horse? Is that what you said? Oh, the very horse. I see. I'm the I'm the cock-cobbling fairy horse.
0: <laughs> Matt's like, shit, did I have to make up a name like, for myself?
1: Maybe. Yeah, that's, I was like, is that a thing? I was like, maybe we should just record this tomorrow. And you're feeling a little bit better. <laughs>
0: You're like, shit, I didn't know I had to come up with a magical animal name. Fuck. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, I'm the dancing go for Matt. <laughs> All right, those of you who could draw, this is my favorite thing about this show, even better than when we interview like super big famous people. Those of you who can draw, if you'd like to draw our holiday card for the year, the Launchpad holiday card featuring Erin the, what was it, the, the dancing the, horse? The fairy horse. The fairy horse and Matt, the dancing gopher. Merry Christmas from the Launchpad. I would love to see that card. Oh, no. <laughs> this is going to be a tough episode. I could feel it. <laughs> I know. I know.
0: I'm I'm going to struggle through this, but it's going to be okay. We're going to do it. Yeah. Today, we're talking about the elf on the shelf, the horrible, horrible Christmas tradition that isn't a tradition. You don't like it? I think it's terrible. I think it's. I think they are tiny little NSA fuckers like, spying for Santa, or I guess in Santa's term, it's the NNSA, the naughty or nice scrutinization <laughs> agency. You know it's not real, right? Which aspect of it?
1: I mean, the dolls exist, but they are dolls. They don't really report- Governments
0: real unless I (laughs) subjugate myself to their (laughs) rule, but... The elves, yeah, it's fucking bullshit.
1: All right, well let's 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 take it step by step here. Okay. Back in the day, like this is a thing that I think people our generation have talked about a couple times, and like, oh, I didn't have that. I didn't have that growing yeah, up. Yeah, because it started in two thousand five. Right. Yeah. Sell
0: little plastic toys. So like, yeah, it's bullshit. It's so did real.
1: you did you read the history? Did you yeah read I like what it up. it's about?
0: It's like these two ladies. Her daughter was like a marketing like mm-hmm. executive, or no, not executive. Well, they a... were twins okay. and a
1: mom. Okay. And the mom had a elf ornament on her tree growing up. Okay. When she had her own family with her twin da- daughters, she took that elf ornament that she had from childhood right. and slowly I guess it went from the tree to like a, as a decoration around the house. And her and her kids you know had this tradition where she, the mom told the kids that that elf was Santa's scout was checking up on their behavior and then every night would go back and report to Santa. So the girls just believed that growing up. The girls didn't realize that that wasn't something that everybody did until college. Mm -hmm. So they just assumed everybody had their own elf. Then in college, realized it was some shit that their mom made up. And they're like, we can sell this and make money. Well, the story that I read was an interview. I think it was from the Huffington Post or some other news organization with them. Mm -hmm. The mom and the sister were kind of living and working together on something different. And the daughter saw that elf up on a shelf and was like, oh, I remember how much fun that was as a kid. Mom, we should write a story about it about that. So they wrote the book, okay? And then when they wrote a book about it, no publishers really cared about it, so they were going to self-publish. That's when they brought in the second twin and she was the marketing and you know, business type person. Okay. And then they started to market it as a thing.
0: There it is. I was just waiting for the big capitalist Boot to drop.
1: That's 2005. Yeah, so it was Carol Abrasold and her daughter Chandra Bell, and uh, it's illustrated by C O E, and the E has two dots on it. So I'll say Coe Steinwart, and then the other woman, I don't have her her name. the The twin came in. Okay, that's 2005, and they started self publishing.
0: It's just the one twin's name spelled backwards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how twins work, man. Don't you know? Well, they should have a naughty version of the elf then. Like, you should get like a good one or a bad one. That would be cool as if, you know, that I just fucking. All right. Uh, what's your name? Abrasold and Bell? I just came up with your next fucking thing because now there's they have new things every year. It's like yeah. pets and calendars. and Yeah. Lettersander. What if you had a good one and a bad one? And when your kids were fucks that night, you take the good one down and you put the bad one up. So in the morning you see the evil one. You're like, oh, Uh-oh. Santa sent the, the troll looking one. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> I love this idea, but again, this is exactly why this is a
1: problem. Is you're oh, I can't wait to talk about this.
0: I know it. It's just some NSA bullshit, man. You're you're normalizing surveillance because it's like I I, I like that it's a fun little tradition that they did, but like I already got Santa. He already is this omnipresent right. bullshit.
1: That's the part that I don't quite get.
0: Well, it was a fun way to sell shit, and then it became a quote-unquote tradition. Why aren't we inventing cooler traditions? Why is this tradition based on surveillance?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gargling rock hogs.
0: If I were to invent a tradition right now, we're going to do this right now. We're going to invent a cool tradition. At Thanksgiving, we celebrate Krogar the swordsman, and you take a giant broadsword, and that's how you cut the turkey, by just smashing it in half. as like a ceremonial thing, and then families can fight about it. Can, like You can just see like the good traditions of holidays forming around this where they're like, all right, now I got to cut the turkey in half with a giant broadsword. And it's like, oh, man, Steve got to do it last year, dad. Why don't I get to do it? It's like, when I was a kid, my dad never let me cut the
1: turkey, be the swordsman. This is fucking bullshit. It's going to be a hard sell to Amanda, like at my house for sure.
0: Can you imagine like if you just had some pictures like Norman Rockwell drew of like a family with a big broadsword just chopping (laughs) the turkey?
1: And again, artists out there, I know you guys could do this. Well, I mean, but every tradition starts somewhere, right? Right. So like Elf on a Shelf is not your tradition. It's not my tradition. Right. But it is a tradition, right? Traditions become a thing. I mean,
0: is it the same tradition as like every Christmas there's a new Coca-Cola commercial with some cute bears? Is that a yeah. tradition?
1: Yes, but it star- that didn't start a billion years ago. That started during our lifetime. It's still a tradition, right? The Macy's Day Parade is a tradition, right?
0: Sure. But I guess I guess I find the newer traditions steeped in
1: consumerism. You probably didn't like the Star Wars special editions either, did you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, those are terrible too, and not traditions.
1: Speaking of the Macy's Day Parade, so they created this thing in 2005. In 2007, Jennifer Gardner was carrying one, and she was photographed. So like a picture of a famous actress kind of put this into everyone's view and they were like, "Wait, what the fuck uh, is that?" I'm
0: hating this. More then and it was more. on the
1: Today show and it started to get thing.
0: What's in your wallet? A fucking
1: little <laughs> elf snitch. Well, then it was bigger, it couldn't fit in a wallet. In 2012, it was a Thanksgiving Day parade float. Oh. So it's 7 years yeah. from Inception to a Macy's Day parade float, which I think is pretty cool and I agree with you it is a huge marketing capitalism consumerism thing but it catapulted to be a staple and i think like like you guys know that i work In kindergarten, everybody knows this thing. Everybody loves this thing. It is certainly a part of almost—well, I won't say almost everyone, but I will say a lot of people's traditions. Now, Uh, can I tell you something that's that's gonna make you even sadder? What I have one now in my classroom. What a parent was telling me because her kid is a bastard, and she's like, she came in one day and she's like, "Uh, is my kid being a shit?" I was like, "Yes, I hate that girl." And then she said. (laughs) When It was a Friday, Monday. She was like, oh, she's much better. She was much better over the weekend. We took out our elf on a shelf. And I was like, oh, is it working? She said, yeah. I said, oh, that's good. And she goes, do you want me to get one for the class? And I was like, sure. I've never had one before. I know the gist of what it is. But I like what you said before, we already have Santa Claus. Growing up, my mom would say Santa's watching, right? There's a whole fucking song about how he watches you sleep. Which we've gone over, right? We've talked about enough, those. Yeah. yeah, Listen to our our uh, Christmas songs explain the real truth behind Christmas song. Mm-hmm. I think that was last year or the year before's Christmas episode. It was episode. last
0: year, yeah. This year we released the horror movies Christmas <laughs> Which episode. Which I love too. Yeah, we repackaged that because we were <laughs> lazy bastards. But <laughs> hey, moving's a bitch. What can I say? The songs one's great. So- We know that Santa's watching. We already have the surveillance state over our holidays.
1: This is just now, I think the only difference between the childhood you and I had with Santa Claus watching was now there's a thing in the room that is watching (laughs) us. And some critics have been really shitty or or shitting on the fact that you cannot touch it. So if if you guys don't know, I guess because we're just talking about it like, you know, the elf on a shelf, it comes with a book and the whole book explains it. Starting after Thanksgiving, Santa sends out his scout elves, and the scout elves have on these little red jumpsuits.
0: Spies. Fucking spies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they are little snitches.
0: Yeah, the NSA comes descending.
1: They come to your house. They hide hide somewhere so you can find them. You're not supposed to touch them or else their magic leaves and then you're fucked. Like, can you imagine if God. Santa finds out you touched his magical bullshit and made it left? No,
0: no. Okay. Every what?
1: night the elf leaves, goes to the North Pole, tells Santa how you've been and comes back theoretically to a new spot in the house every night for the for the whole month until Christmas Eve.
0: Why? Oh, Chad. So now you've made it like an a precious, untouchable thing. Like right. It's like a baby bird egg. You can't
1: touch it? There was a columnist, Kate Tuttle, She was for the Atlantic. She called it a marketing juggernaut dressed up as a tradition whose purpose is to, quote, unquote, spy on kids and argues that one shouldn't, quote, Bully your child into thinking that good behavior equals gifts. I agree with that sentiment, but also that's what Christmas is, at least in a certain respect, right? Yeah. Santa's watching. Be good or else you're not going to get anything from Santa. Hank Stuever. Oh, this is, I like this one.
0: (laughs) Characterized the concept as just another nanny cam in a nanny state obsessed with penal codes. Writing for Psychology Today, Dr. David Kyle called it a dangerous parental crutch, much the same reasoning as what he termed the Santa lie. Now, do you know the, the Santa lie idea?
1: Is it just that Santa is getting you all these things?
0: Yes, but the Santa lie is that you shouldn't start a a relationship with your child based on lies. And that's one of the first things that I think people tell their kid is like Santa and stuff. But then like when the lie breaks, they're like, well, what else are you lying to me about? And you're like everything.
1: <laughs> well, when your parents, I mean, did you grow up believing in Santa? Oh, yeah, man. Like, like hardcore, <laughs> like Like researching for this episode is when you figured out it was a lie?
0: Like when Kate was like, yeah, Elf in the Shelf is just, just, that's something Matt does. That's what the the parents are doing. I'm like, what? No, I I found out about second grade.
1: But did you, were you like crushed
0: when you found out? Because they had to tell me because I was like, got my got my letter to Santa ready to go and they're like god, god damn it kid it's not real I was like what and they're like I mean you're gonna find out like your kid, the kids at school are gonna tell you sooner or later and they're um, gonna Amanda's sister
1: my sister-in-law yeah. Megan was the same way like she believed way too like not too late but way late and she came home crying one day and was like everyone's making fun of me and saying it's fake yeah. to her mom and she's like tell me the truth and the mom told the truth I don't remember my parents I don't remember the actual conversation but by the time my parents told me I already found years and years worth of Christmas presents in the house so I was suspected but it was like I think as a kid I kind of understood it's a fun tradition whether it's real or not it's fun to believe it's fun for my parents to watch me believe Yeah, and like also who cares same thing with all the shit like Tooth Fairy Easter. you know that the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny are not real right?
0: (laughs) I stopped getting money from the Tooth Fairy a long time ago so yeah when was the last time a tooth came out? When it was supposed to
1: I wanted to experiment But like I, I never felt betrayed by that. I think I completely understood as a kid. Oh, okay, that was like a game essentially that you were to playing To
0: find out that magic isn't real when that was something that was like really important to We
1: it. have been to the magic castle together numerous times. Do not say there that There was a
0: magician at the party last night and he was great. It was super fun. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> The Santa lie is just this idea that, like, you're getting off on the wrong foot by starting I get that. I get that. Which I totally agree with. Also, because I don't want my kid, like, chalking up all this great shit to some magic... I wanted to be like, yeah, thanks, Daddy. Oh, my God. I'm like, damn right. I worked hard for that shit, dude. Thank you. See,
1: now that's interesting, but I also read something recently that said, don't give your kids iPads and shit from Santa because the families that can't afford that don't. So then you have a kid who got an iPad from Santa and a kid who got a shirt from You're Santa. You're going to
0: make me barf on your couch with that shit,
1: Well, dude. no, because like that's what I'm, that was my first reaction, too. And then I thought was like, well, wait a minute. The thing that you just said about, like, not that you want credit from your kid, but you want your, your kid to kind of understand And a lot of this shit that you got, I got for you, and I made sacrifices to get to. It's not necessarily to get the credit, but it's so that they understand magic was not a part of getting that expensive thing to you. You held up your end of the bargain by working hard and being a good kid. I held up my end of the bargain by getting that for you because that was our arrangement as <laughs> gift giver and gift givee.
0: The logical end to that first part of that statement that like oh if, if th- this family doesn't get this and this family does get this is like the regimented all right you can pick from these three Santa approved gifts to give right. gift. No it's I agree like with barf, that. Barf 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 barf.
1: But I, I do understand the sentiment and like part of it is every family should celebrate their own way right? Everyone yeah. should I mean whether it's religion, religion or just a way to celebrate a holiday everyone should be able to celebrate the same way but then I start to think like well if I give my my kids iPads every year and you don't, my celebrating could impact your kids. And I was like, well, I'm not saying that's going to change the way I'm going to do it, but it was food for thought. Cause I literally, the other night I was feeding my kid Kent and I was just sitting in the dark and I was thinking about that article I read. And my first thought was exactly what you were thinking. But by the time he's done with the bottle, I was like, well, there's something there to think about, because I wouldn't want someone buying their kid a car, and then, like, how hard is that if your kid comes home and it's like, why did Johnny get a this, and I only got a that?
0: Well, again, that's that's the, the further conversation of the Christmas lie, is that Santa's not real, magic isn't real, the world's a horribly unfair place, you get an action figure, well, there's going to be a kid in your high school class that gets a car for their 16th birthday, you ain't getting that shit, kid,
1: sorry. Was Santa giving you action figures when you were 16? Although, to be fair, I got action figures last Fuck year. Yeah, we dude. fucking got each other like got figures last year. So we just
0: had our holiday party at work, and uh, I was getting action figures all day. So, you know, thanks to everybody who got me a NECA figure. I really appreciate it. Love you.
1: (laughs) I said something to a five-year-old the other day about getting toys from Santa, and she said... You're a grown-up. You don't get toys. I was like, oh, no, I get toys. And she went, no. I said, I spent hundreds of dollars this year on toys. I have a better toy collection than you do.
0: I literally have toys that I have bought as an investment to resell later. That is what... That's the level... (laughs)
1: Yeah. I have toys that I play with. Yep. I have toys that I display. Yep. And I have toys that I bought for a business decision that later on in my life I can move. Make money. <laughs> you don't even know. Do you
0: even elf, bro? Do you even elf? <laughs> I I, I got this shit on lock. Don't even try me. Santa's got nothing on this shit. Yeah, the elf on the shelf is such a weird thing to to me, though, because it's like, yes, you you already have the Santa, so the elf is sort of a a physical sort of representation of the long arm of Santa's law, Mm -hmm. but, like, why religion hasn't really gotten in this. Like, you know, you're like, well, God's watching. It's the same idea. You know, you got this, this omnipresent being that knows what you're up to, but, like, I'm sure they've tried, but I don't have, like, a little Jesus on the shelf or something like that to, like, give you that physical, like, here's the video camera. You see the red light blinking, we're watching you. Like, we don't have that.
1: God on a log? (laughs) God on a log.
0: (laughs) There was a religious group that got into it. For Hanukkah, they have Mensch on a bench, which I'm not going to... I want to make fun of this, but I want to be very clear I'm not making...
1: I'm half Jewish. Fire away. You could... I mean, I... I, from the entire Jewish people that I'm half kind of, and then nobody religiously affiliated with, I give you permission.
0: In no way is this saying that that other cultures shouldn't have their own version of this, but it's like you picked a rabbi to be the guy that's watching. It's like, just make up another little creature. Like, elf works for, I, I don't know what the elf version for Hanukkah is, but why, why the already omnipresent head of your synagogue? Like, why is that the character you picked? Just because it
1: rhymed? Yeah, exactly, that's exactly, and I'm because <laughs> while you're talking, I'm trying to think of other things that rhyme yeah. without step without crossing a PC line. But there's a bunch of them and they've made there's like a pennywise one. I was looking them up the other day. There's like there's too many parodies and too many offshoots to even really name. I would love to do one and I had thought about it. Rocketeer on a pier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could sew, but if anyone could make a Rocketeer doll sitting on a little pier.
0: Well, that would be hilarious. And
1: you put that one directly behind the elf and he just shit talks the elf (laughs) the whole time. (laughs)
0: like, I know what you're doing. You fucking snitch piece of shit. Stitches get stitches. Here's the
1: thing about the Elf on a Shelf, right? So part yeah. of the thing is when you read this little children's book, at the end, there's like a certificate because you're adopting him or her. What? And now they have boys, girls. They have lighter skin, darker skin ones. There's Fine. pets and everything. Yeah, sure. But when they come to you, they don't have a name. You and your family name them. Now, here's the thing that I was thinking about last And
0: night. then he bonds with your soul. This is a soul bond. He's bonded to your family for life. And if you let anything happen to him while not touching him, you're going to hell.
1: But here's the thing that I was thinking about. Uh, Yeah, okay. North Pole. Yeah. Figure it's probably late October, early November. Sure. And they start to recruit new scout elves, right?
0: Okay. They go to the elf population Right. Who wants to sign up? And they specifically
1: said scout (laughs) elves, so you're thinking...
0: Now, now, are they pulling from people who who are like the smartest or the the best suited for
1: this? I would have to assume there's like boot camp
0: training. But I'm wondering if it's like the TSA at the airport where they just get high school dropouts.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, those fuckers sit pretty still. So I think there's probably (laughs) some testing that goes on. Also, no
0: offense to any of our listeners who belong to the (laughs) TSA. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Whoever these elves are that end up getting either recruited or volunteering, they're nameless for that whole process. So first of all, what do those applications look like? How do you even file them? those, right? Oh,
0: because they all have like barcodes on their The asses, interview, right? like I... I Elf 503297. Step forward, please.
1: They have like hitman tattoos yeah. in the back of their neck with the, the barcodes.
0: The hat covers them up, but yeah, yeah, pretty much.
1: That's, I was just wondering, like, I would love to watch a whole thing where they keep, like, how do you keep elves straight? And,
0: and, then, and then you have to package them. They're like frozen in carbonite, clear plastic, and shipped. <laughs> God damn. What a life, dude.
1: One of the first times Elf in a Shelf was, in my view, Yep. is my best friend, Joey, from fucking fifth grade. And we're still tight as shit. He lives in New York. He's a, a, a phys ed teacher. Yeah, He's got two beautiful girls. And since 2000, I think 15, there is an elf on a shelf that visits their family named Strawberry. Now, I don't know if this is all part of the thing or if this is him and his family. I think it's him and his family. Every night from Thanksgiving to Christmas Eve for the last, I don't know, what is it? Four years, five years. Strawberry, they named their elf Strawberry. Yep. Strawberry visits and she prints out a poem to the kids about the shit that they did that day or that week, about the gifts. Strawberry gives them gifts every night. Sometimes it's little spoons to stir hot chocolate, candy, Sometimes it's like shoes or, or, or pajamas, but like every night it's something. And my buddy Joey and his wife Shannon they post pictures of where Strawberry is and the note every night. And it's like this
0: sounds like a, in a copious amount of work.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they hate each other, and I'm sure. Like I'm sure he's typing, and he's like, <laughs> "Fuck!" It is really sweet and it's really cute, but to the point where I started gagging one year, and I had to do something. Right. So I came up with Strawberry's cousin. Now Strawberry. Is this sweet little elf her ne'er do well cousin? His name is Dingleberry, <laughs> and Dingleberry, in my mind, has a brown outfit on instead of a red outfit. Okay, I have a couple poems here. I have both the poems that if he gets little
0: specks of red in his brown, he should probably get that checked out. <laughs>
1: The first one that ever happened. Yeah. This is 2016. So this is when Strawberry, that's when I first wrote back. This was about toothbrushes. So Strawberry wrote a fucking thing about, you know, here's some fun toothbrushes with cartoon characters on them. Great. So I wrote, or or Dingleberry wrote, hey girls, I was going to give you jingle bells, but then I noticed a stinky smell. I looked in your mouths and saw some green. Those teeth, ladies, need to be cleaned. So while kids dream of sugar fairies, you can clean your cavities. So brush those teeth. I know you will, or else Christmas night, Santa brings the drill. Love Strawberry's cousin, Diggleberry. <laughs> 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 so I will post these on my buddy's Facebook. Just to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids don't see it.
0: I just now realized that. I was like, dude, that just got really
1: fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, and then I was yeah, like,
0: yeah. oh, he's not sending it back to the kids. He's no, 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 sending no, it to no. His to, buddy to the kids. The, to to kids. the kids. <laughs> Just sending it to his buddy to fuck with him. That's hilarious. <laughs> so then
1: the same year, my friend Joey's girls, as part of Christmas and giving, had to donate some of their toys. So they had to take some of their old toys and donate them to a charity or something. But then because they did that, Strawberry brought them some new shit. This fucking elf. So <laughs> Strawberry wrote this thing. I'm proud of you guys for helping other people. Here's some fucking dollhouse or whatever. And it was very sweet. <laughs> Dingleberry wrote, Joey, toys are a fun way to play. They brighten up everyone's day. I use mine whenever I can. Who says a girl needs a man? Whether they buzz, spin, or vibrate, all my toys are freaking great. I guess I could donate my quote-unquote massager to have fun. Instead, I'll sit atop my dishwasher. (laughs) Do not disturb, Dingleberry. (laughs) Let's see, I'll I'll give you a couple more because I think I'm really funny. So the other night this year... Uh, Strawberry was giving the girls sweet tarts. Yeah. And the sweet tarts were shaped like different Christmas things. Right. And they maneuvered the doll to be holding one in front of herself. Right. But where she was holding it, it looked like she was holding it over her crotch. And it looked kind of dick-shaped. All right, Balik, got it. So Dingleberry wrote to Strawberry. Strawberry, are you a girl or am I wrong? It appears that now you have a dong. Silly Strawberry. (laughs) Silly Strawberry, you big lunk. Don't pretend your candy is junk. I like candy. I'll play along. But not when you hold it like your schlong. Maybe this is respectable. At least now the kids will eat their vegetables. (laughs) Love Dingleberry.
0: I love that the the fake elf cousin is just a fucking
1: perv. There was one I couldn't find it where like it was talking about how drunk she had been in their dollhouse and she had shat on the bed and thrown up everywhere.
0: Well, that's a good uh, segue to elf shitting.
1: (laughs) One of our fans (laughs) sent in a, a story. Okay.
0: And this is Taylor from Portland. So thank you so much for sending this. And the story they sent was about how every year their family, the elf, as they got older, like they did the elf on the shelf thing, but the elf was like permanently in this like little squat position.
1: Right. Yeah. That's how it comes like that. It's actually, there's historic there that's called a knee hugging elf. What? Because their hands are tied together. Yeah. And they're you could sit them so that their knees are bent. Yeah. And their arms are around like they're hugging their own knees. And that's a, there's a historical thing that comes from Japan and some places in Europe where that was a type of elf decoration called a knee hugging elf. Fascinating. Yeah, well, so, sorry to interrupt you for that bullshit. <laughs>
0: knowledge bomb. So in Taylor from Portland's family, they would move the elf around every night. As they got older, they would do these tableaus where the elf shat marshmallow. <laughs> So they would just do these funny things where like every morning you'd wake up and somebody else would have moved it and made like a little tableau of the elf shitting marshmallows like into your cup. Like then it was like a bigger marshmallow and then like finally like somebody had like a big jar of like marshmallow fluff and like left it all over the top of the counter and he was like curled over on the side. I was like that sounds pretty That's funny. pretty
1: good. And this is one of our listeners? Yeah this is one of
0: our listeners. Taylor from Portland thank you for sharing that story.
1: Merry Christmas Taylor. That's something
0: I would like get way into like if it was everybody new and you're just like waiting for the perfect time to go and like make the elf on the shelf do a funny thing like oh man I would have like a truckload
1: of marshmallows like showed up at your house <laughs> he's just perched on top of it
0: and like just I, I think it'd be fun to make that get out of hand really quick.
1: Well it's like I have this thing in my classroom now and I'm just moving it around and he's written the no- kids notes about being good that's it not fucking rhyming or anything like that it's like I don't have time to do oh that shit. Oh my god yeah. But then I was like well if I was doing it here I would definitely make it look le- because I was want it to be funny for me but it was almost like if i did it here i wouldn't want amanda to be involved so that she saw it and hopefully would laugh yeah i don't know i don't think i want to do it although if i did it and you fuck with me or like my buddy joey wrote back to my shit yeah that would crack me up let me can i do a couple more
0: yeah do do a few more
1: all right so this is from strawberry this is a couple nights ago written to his kids another cold and rainy night made for a terrible flight i made some cocoa to warm me up i hope you don't mind i use this cup I think cocoa is nutritious and this stuff is delicious. Next time you make some, use this spoon. And remember, Santa will be here soon. And he she left them little spoons that had cocoa fucking chocolate on it so you can make stuff, right? Yeah. So Dingleberry wrote to Joey, On this night, I too was cold. So I went somewhere that drinks were sold. They had no cocoa, no coffee, no tea. But that's okay. They had whiskey. I only had three or four. Then I had a couple more. Then I falled on the floor. Then they pushed me out the door. Then it just <laughs> says, like, L-S-K, uppercase G, uppercase N, dot, 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 lowercase F-N-D, dot, dot, dot. I'm not drunk. Get off of me. You're dunk. <laughs> Fluff Flingleburvy.
0: <laughs> I love that he, like, literally started typing drunk.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the last one. So there's magic, right? And if you touch... The elf, it's supposed to lose its magic.
0: Um, this explains something that I feel really bad about. I was over at my buddy's house and I saw the elf on the shelf and I immediately grabbed it and the kids started freaking them Oh, no, out. you
1: cannot. Yeah. Oh, I ruined no. the magic. So I guess my buddy's brother-in-law touched it and the kids flipped out there too. So Strawberry wrote the kids a message. Today's message is for Uncle Lou. Strawberry has something to say to you. You broke the number one rule. What are you, some kind of fool? Everyone knows not to touch an elf. Keep your hands to yourself. The girls are lucky. I'll let it go. I'm being nice, just so you know. You almost ruined the Christmas season. I'll arrest you on a charge of treason. You said you're sorry, so that's okay. So I left the girls some elf PJs. Love, Strawberry. So Dingleberry wrote, Strawberry's back. So am I, too. I also want to talk to dear Uncle Lou. Strawberry's a prude. It's worse than I'd hoped. I knew she'd complain every time she got groped. (laughs) If you have hands that want to explore, I have a body you could touch more. I've been single a while. Your touch would be fine. Next time, feel free to caress my behind. You see, Uncle Lou, Dingleberry's no pansy. I'm A-OK if you want to get handsy. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So ignore the rules of Santa Claus and come get me with a glue paws. <laughs> <laughs> Love, Dingleberry. <laughs> oh,
0: my God, dude. Here's here's the funny thing. Like, if, if Strawberry, like, goes to, like, family reunions and, and she's like, oh, my God, it's just my freaky fucking cousin. He's such a perv. <laughs> Like, don't even talk to him.
1: Like, every night they go back to the, to the North Pole to talk yeah. to Santa. You imagine, like, you're staying in, like, a big line. And all of a sudden, Dingleberry's like, Strawberry! Hey, <laughs> Strawberry! And Strawberry's like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> strawberry! And then Strawberry, like, cuts the line. She's like, Oh, she was holding my spot for me. He was like, Uh, no. Uh, no cuts, Dingleberry. Uh, no, she's my cousin. It's cool. Uh,. <laughs>
0: Her friends are like, why do you even like invite him? St-? I don't. I don't know how he finds oh. me. <laughs> don't I don't invite him to anything. He's <laughs> such a pervert. I hate him. Ah, such a freakazoid. <laughs>
1: All right, so here's here's my thought, bud. All right. I got I got one or two here from the last night or two okay. from Strawberry. Right. You want to help? We'll, we'll compose okay, on, yes. on air. We'll compose a Let's Dingleberry response. A
0: Dingleberry response.
1: All right. I think here this is a good one, I think. This is from, I think, two or three nights ago. Okay. Apparently, the girls had school conferences, and this is to the girls from Strawberry. Conferences last night, you both did so well. You're both great at math and learning to spell. Mrs. Voight said one of the girls is doing great. Her work is on time and never is late. Miss Courage said the other girl's writing is neat. She also loves dancing and jumps out of her seat. It amazes me, girls, how much you have grown. I think of you often when I'm alone. Creepy. From once little infants to girls that have smarts, I brought you both some reindeer farts. And they brought him candy that are called reindeer farts. Okay, so I feel like there's a lot there. Oh my god. The whole thing about the reindeer farts. Just so you have some background, this isn't the first time that Strawberry has been creepy.
0: Oh, y- y- you know well, shit. A- An <laughs> elf that sits on the shelf well, that spies on little you. Girls. Yeah, that watches you.
1: A couple you. years ago, it said she did one that said the weekend is over, I'm sure you're aware. Tonight's gifts are Christmas underwear. They have gingerbread men and Christmas hearts. But when you wear them, please, no farts. I hope you like them. They're new and shiny. They'll feel so good on your hiney. So wear them around the house or underneath your favorite blouse. First of all, blouses are shirts. So this just shows my friend is a fucking idiot and doesn't know women's fashion. (laughs) Dingleberry wrote, Strawberry, I know that I'm gross. My name means old poo but I'm nowhere near as disgusting as you. You've gone too far, you just crossed the line when you rhyme in a poem about children's behinds. (laughs) These kids haven't seen you in nearly a year and you give them new undies. Isn't that a bit weird? Is this all just part of some creepy plan? What's next? Hand out candy from the back of your van? (laughs) So please stop handing out panties to jailbait. Otherwise, you'll end up registering with the state. Dingleberry. P.S. The whole poem wasn't bad. There was one good part. I'll be honest. I laughed at the line of about farts <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god now now what's what's your buddy's name joe joe now i'm wondering right now if joe like people are like who is this guy who keeps posting stuff on your facebook about weird elf shit he's like it's just my perfect friend Matt. don't even worry about it
1: like why do you keep? Him i didn't write that i didn't write the first thing he's the perfect <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he has the same response that Strawberry does about her cousin. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Joey. Oh God. Oh no. No, it's cool, man. He's my best friend since like fifth grade. I could write about his children's elf being perverted.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's the the school right, so conference the, one. Let's okay. let's come up with this.
1: What if what if we make a joke about them paying off the teachers? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's how you All got right. in. So Matt and I are going to work on this poem, and we'll be right back. All right. So Matt and I have been working for a few minutes, and now we have a response to Strawberry's Letter.
1: Okay. So Strawberry's Letter was about their conferences and about, you know, doing a good job. So uh, Dingleberry writes, conferences are a sham, although you did try. I know you paid both teachers to lie. (laughs) Going to school, you have homework all night. Don't go. I dropped out, and I'm doing all right. (laughs) Information to Santa Strawberry provides. But if I was your elf, I'd let that shit slide. (laughs) At bad behaviors, I wouldn't even scoff. Just like your teachers, you'd pay me off. (laughs) It wouldn't have to be money or candy canes. Give me pills or drugs I can shoot in my (laughs) veins. (laughs) Elf spying on kids is completely absurd. When Dingleberry's watching, mum's the word. Nice. (laughs) And then it's signed, Dingleberry, not an elf on a shelf, a bitch that don't snitch. (laughs) (laughs) There are fucking people right now who are like reading a book or like studying to further their career.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We're making up (laughs) Elf rhymes in the guise of a shitty elf. Of Although, myself. I got to
1: say, you guys are worse than us because you're whatever you're doing right now, you're taking the time to listen to us do yeah. this. <laughs> I was about to say, if you weren't listening, we wouldn't be doing it, but that's not true. We probably would still be doing this exact same thing. <laughs>
0: Just not recording it. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Sometimes I'm like, me turning on recorder while we talk is the best idea ever? Or just that worst. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just evidence. I wonder if I should
1: just make a dingleberry elf.
0: Oh, God. Shh here's what I want to make, is an elf on the shelf with interchangeable faces, so like the expression changes. Sometimes he's like I'm watching, and sometimes he's like you piece of shit.
1: Like the jester from Puppet Master? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Spin that head around?
0: Well, I just think I should be secretly able to like pull off a face plate and just replace the face. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah.
1: Like, eh, in Nightmare Before Christmas style? hmm Oh, yeah. That would be pretty good. That
0: would be cool. So I'm wondering, is there like a enforcement branch of elf on the shelf? Like if your elf on the shelf is misbehaving, is there like a branch of like Sakari that will come and like (laughs) fuck up the elf if they're not doing their job right like like dingleberry like is if dingleberry keeps playing like this like fast and loose with his elf on the shelf duties is he going to end up like hanging from a bridge with his dick cut off and shoved in his mouth
1: (laughs) we're talking about a lot of dicks and mouths and throats for a for a children christmas monitoring episode what is wrong with us dude Oh man, Uh, that's, well, I do think it's interesting because I was going to make a ton of jokes. Like I already had like in my mind a bunch of jokes brewing about and I think I saw a meme about like Christmas being canceled because all of Santa's elves were wasting their time sitting on shelves instead of building toys. <laughs> but the lore of Elf on a Shelf specifically says that they are scout elves mm-hmm. implying that there are other elves that do other stuff. Right? Now I have a, an idea for that but okay. I think I'm going to save it for our next segment because you had a cool idea yeah. about like doing quick pitches like elevator pitches right now for scary Elf on a Shelf movies.
0: I think it'd be really fun because I don't think there's a, a enough Elf on the Shelf movies. Looking, I only found like one or two that even were like, there's a couple about Elves specifically, but not-
1: You're talking about horror movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. I there's just, actually a bunch of like made for Amazon and stuff, streaming, animated, children's Elf on a Shelf movies and Elf on the Shelf-like movies. But yeah, there's I, I know of one scary Elf on a Shelf movie that I watched recently. And although it was terrible, I loved it. Did you either see that one or did you see other stuff?
0: I mean, I didn't watch any of them, but yeah, I think I only saw one that was an Elf on the Shelf specific movie. But I think just like Chucky, it's ripe for a scary, monitoring, omnipresent little uh, magic, magic being.
1: The one that I watched was from 2016. It's called Shelved. Okay. Is that the one that you saw? Do you know? That's one of the ones I saw. Yeah. It is, it's on Amazon streaming. It's like an hour and a half long. It should not be that long. It is terrible, but in like the best way. You 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 know, and I think a lot of our audience knows that I always categorize movies as uh, like, like shitty movies as movies you can watch by yourself and enjoy yeah. and movies where you need other people. This one is on the cusp, but for me, I was cracking up there are some really interesting stylistic choices that i'm like why why would you choose that shot <laughs> there it you know there's like an elf on a shelf that gets creepier and creepier it's like the first couple times it does things it's like <laughs> it's like saying rhymes and you're like wait did it just say what i thought it said which is like completely out of context and makes no sense you start to figure stuff out and the the the, the lore behind it is The privates in Santa's army, it was like Santa has this army of elves on his shelves. This guy, like the elves were too bad and he didn't want to deal with them. And he had his own ideas, and then they full metal jacket him. Like there's an entire scene where he's in a bunk bed, and they're hitting him with with socks with bars of soap. What? And because of that, he you know swears off the elves on the shelves and goes on his own and is evil. But that whole movie just like that expla- explanation. I don't want to give too much away. You should check out the movie. It's on Amazon, and I'm telling you, it's at least worth a watch. It is my Christmas horror movie of 2019 so far. I have not seen a better one, a better new one that I haven't seen yet. But like they deal with this elf in this movie, but there's still a whole bunch of other elves that were shitheads that Theoretically, I mean, he left because they were being shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. This movie was funny as shit. Yeah. Amanda only had terrible comments to make when she walked in and I was watching it, but I cracked up the whole time.
0: Okay. Worth worth checking out at least for that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you gotta I mean, you gotta sit down, but here's the thing. I think if you
0: did any any sort of like at at first he doesn't move, at first he doesn't move, he keeps getting closer, he keeps getting closer, you know, then then you turn your head and it's closer. Yet like what is the reveal? What is the best reveal for like an elf on a shelf being alive to get the, you know, Hey John moment from the Chucky movie. Cause that's the first time we see Chucky move is when he goes to visit his creepy, uh, voodoo friend.
1: That's true. That's true. I feel like those movies, any movie where something is not supposed to move and then does yeah. the anticipation and the tease of the audience waiting for it to move. Like when you're th- watching it, you're like, is this the shot? And like the go-to for that is always. Something close in the kind of the foreground or the middle ground like it's usually like a, a medium shot and behind the person not in focus is the thing and you're waiting for it to move. Yeah. But I love when you're waiting for it and it doesn't move mm-hmm. or it'll cut away and it'll come back and the thing is gone Yeah, because then it implies that it moved but you didn't see it move. Right. And I think that's just enough of a cinematic and suspenseful tease.
0: Do you have an answer to your question? I have a, a pitch for it. where right. It's, it's again, one of those movies where the kid's getting blamed for naughty shit, mm-hmm. and he thinks it's the elf. And they're like, no, no, no. The elf is watching you for, to do this naughty shit. A- at one point, like the, the family pet or something, the kid's walking outside, and the pet's not moving. It's on the ground, and he's walking up closer. It's like a cat, mm-hmm. and he sees a little blood on the ground. You're like, oh, fuck. And the kid's realizing, oh fuck, I'm going to get blamed for this hardcore. I'm like, this is going to go terrible. He's looking at it, he's looking at it, and he looks over to where he thinks the elf is, and it's gone, and he's like, <gasps> and he turns around, and it bursts out of the cat corpse.
1: All right, a same idea, but I like the idea where the elf Yeah, Like at the beginning of the movie, you see a kid doing something, kid stuff, playing. Maybe he's playing with his friend or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're playing in the backyard. They're playing, they're playing. And it cuts to inside elf on a shelf looking out the window at the kids. Not moving, just looking. Yeah, Cuts their fucking around outside, whatever. Cuts to the elf on a shelf and it's a little bit closer or it's like a slow pushing on the elf. Then the main character kid does something very bad. Either the kid, the other kid, the friend accidentally dies by what something the kid did. And the kid covers that shit up. Cut back to the elf even closer, slow pushing. The elf saw it. And as the movie goes on, the elf is getting the kid to do bad stuff by holding that over him. You want me to tell Santa that you murdered Tony? And and then later, then it starts to be Chucky where eventually, you know, like... You know, Brian, why'd you do that? Because Buddy told me
0: it's bad seed. But instead of hiding it, the elf is trying to get her. Yeah, like,
1: wouldn't that be cool? Right, right. Like that wasn't even the pitches I wrote down. That was oh, when i man. just came up based on yours. So
0: it's bad seed. What's what's the girl's name in bad seed? Norma Jean.
1: <laughs> yeah, Norma Jean. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a two namer though. Yeah.
0: So so the kid has accidentally either like killed an old man or something like that. Like not his fault. If he told people, it'd
1: be okay. Could even be a dog or something, but isn't. As long as the kid thought it was something bad Something enough, terrible, yeah. It'd be actually it'd be even cooler if we didn't know. If it was hinted at.
0: We don't know what happened and yeah. the elf is holding, like that's the reveal later, yeah. You start the movie with the kid all weirded out, weirded out and like the elf is holding shit over his head. How and, much does it cost
1: to make a movie? We should do this.
0: I mean, probably like 20 bucks, right? How much money you guys I have 20 right
1: bucks now? in my wallet.
0: I know, we could do this right now. I have, a, <laughs> I have a phone with a camera in it. A motion camera, like video? Video, man. We could probably fit a movie on there.
1: And judging by the last Elf on a Shelf movie watch you don't need to have really good microphones
0: no (laughs) well because i was thinking like what would happen if i saw an elf on the shelf and like in my head i was playing this funny scenario it's like kate's out with her friends and she's like yeah i got an elf on the shelf just for fun and she's like but i i I don't know aaron's acting weird about it and just cuts to me like looking and be like what the fuck are you doing here elf if you even tell santa about what you saw i will cut you you snitch bitch (laughs) <laughs> me just squaring off with this goddamn elf on a shelf telling him to fuck off. All right, I have a pitch. Let me read you this one. Okay. This is not necessarily a horror movie. I mean, it's scary for sure, but it is more of a uh like a surveillance thriller movie. Okay. All right. Corrupt Santa Claus has a congressman assassinated to assure the passage of an expansive new elf on the shelf surveillance legislation. <laughs> When a videotape from a nanny cam teddy bear of the murder ends up in the hands of Bill Smith, who is a labor lawyer and dedicated family man, he is framed for the murder with the help of an ex-intelligent agent, Edward Brill Lyle, played by, I don't know, maybe Gene Hackman. Bill Smith attempts to throw Santa Claus off his trail and prove he's innocent. And everywhere he goes, there's like elves on the shelves watching him.
1: That would be pretty cool if like at the end, then you have that, like, there's more, there's more. And then you could have almost like a birds-esque scene yeah. where there's like a two dozen elves yeah. watching. Do you know what I just pitched? Do you know the, the movie? That I... uh, conversation?
0: No. It was Enemy of the State with
1: Will oh. Smith, <laughs> which
0: is a movie about surveillance. It's just a the the...
1: high-tech non-Christmas version of your movie
0: yes exactly but it's yeah yeah you just have elves on the shelves is Jack
1: Black going to be in your movie too
0: probably you just have elves on the shelves being like the surveillance cameras everywhere like he like looks up on the roof and there's one just kind of like peeking at him and like I like that he comes around the corner and there's another one like hidden and like a van drives by and there's like one hanging from the window
1: what's the title what is the title It's has of the State
0: Uh, it's got to be Manchurian Santa Date
1: (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) did you just come up with that on top of your head yeah 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 I had one. It's not as tight a pitch as yours, but (laughs) it's... (laughs) because it's not a movie that exists already. (laughs) (laughs) Let
0: me tell you something. It's real easy to pitch a movie if somebody already made it. Take I think Tony Scott could direct it. The the movie starts
1: similar to what I just said with an elf watching the kid Mm -hmm. but no murder this time. And uh, then it's nighttime. The lights go out. The kid goes to bed. Everyone goes to bed. The dog lays down in his bed. And then you see the elf, not creepily, but the elf looks around, makes sure the coast is clear, flies off the chandelier out through the wall or the window, goes to the North Pole, gets in that big long line. You can have a camera Uh, cameo by Strawberry and Dingleberry. And he tells Santa... Santa... Johnny was not good today. He broke this rule and this rule. And Santa's keeping record on his computers. And you see the tally of how many kids good in the world and how many kids naughty. And it's definitely airing on the naughty side. And our that elf who now we've spent five or seven minutes with, he walks away. And the next elf in line is like the, the um I don't know, who would he be? The guy who plays Mayhem in those commercials? Yeah. Like just distraught and disheveled. Yeah. Like, like looks a little unhinged.
0: Yeah. Need, needs bandages covering up his skull. Yeah, shit.
1: yeah, exactly. Like he looks like he was just in a fight. Yeah. And he says to Santa, I don't even know why we do this anymore. And Santa's like, no, no, it's, you know, I have faith in the children. And he's like, no, look at your list, old man. And it's naughty. And he takes matters into his own hand. And he he's like, he goes home and he wipes out that kid. And then he goes next door. Ow, I didn't know you be a cool elf on elf fight where like he's now working the neighborhood doing away or punishing, torturing these kids who are being bad. And then finally, the other elves on his shelves try to stop him. So you could have like a pretty cool fight scene, like a John Wick type non-gun, but fight scene where the elves are trying to prevent him. Candy cane swords.
0: But the whole thing is done. Like the, the kids are, the kid that they're trying to save, the one who's targeted, but you know, they're trying to save yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't ever see them move. Correct, so correct. He can, right. he looks and like they're closer and then he looks back and like he's stabbing him in a pose with the candy cane sword. That would, and then the kid looks away and there's like more elves coming. And he looks You know, y-
1: if you cut back and forth from the actual fight scene, you know, in, in the camera that can see the elves, yes. you have like a bitchin' fight scene, and then you cut back to the kid, and the kid looking, and it's frozen. Then you frames, cut yeah. back to the fight scene, and it's, choo, 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 and the kid turns back around, and everything is frozen again. Yeah. That would be cool oh, done in tableau. Yeah, a tableau of cool freeze <laughs> frames. Yes. That would be super You just cool.
0: intercut it with the kid, like, spinning in circles, being like, what, what, no, and then like, bam, it's just a smoking gun. <laughs>
1: That would be wouldn't it be awesome if like that <laughs> happens and the guy who gets hit with the bullet yeah. is flying back Frozen. and then when you cut back to the to the kid's view, that doll is suspended in the air with like a blood trail yeah. out. It's like it's like slow motion, but stop. Then it cuts back. Boom. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs>
0: and like I think the movement of Santa
1: like, Steeler idea.
0: Like a simple <laughs> <laughs> A simple,
1: like, rod puppet,
0: I think. You don't need
1: to get... You could do it. it would be easy. Yeah. You could even have the humans be the elves, just scale everything up. It wouldn't have to be super complex.
0: But, like, you do a cool thing that, like, when the humans see the elves are the plastic... Correct. Right,
1: absolutely. It would look just like the puppet, or just like the dolls.
0: And then when they're in the elf view, they're humans? Yeah. Oh, you could do a cool thing where it shows them freeze, or they're like... (laughs) And morph into the fucking like little <laughs> plastic face, creepy, creepy fucking plastic. That would be face. Aw- That would be super cool. I know. Let's do this.
1: The, how cool would it be if that then Santa finally comes mm-hmm. and he puts a stop to it, and he's like, "You know, I'm your better. I'm your boss. You have to do this." And the little the bad elf could look up and be like, "Naughty," and then he takes over. <gasps> he kills Santa he kills santa
0: it's a twist that santa's actually being naughty
1: it could end with oh it could end with him finishing whatever creepy mission he had then maybe he's like quiet for a while and santa has a whole team devoted to finding him and it ends with santa at his laptop santa's coordinating the different delta task force elf teams Mm -hmm. who are trying to find him and he's on his computer and he's like i don't give a shit what it takes you find him and then you have like a truck up to the elf yeah. sitting on Santa's shelf, looking Ooh. down at him. Credits.
0: How about this one where at the end end of it, like Santa says, tells this whole thing where he's like, "I, I finished him off." Like it's a fight on the sleigh, mm-hmm. the sleighs flying through there. He's fighting the elf. Ta, okay, ta ta throws him off, and, and he says it's over. But then, like it, it like post credit scene. It's like a, a snowy part of the of the North Pole, and the elf sitting there, and he's like lighting up a cigarette, and he's like sitting there in the dark. And then Santa comes up behind him and like slides him a briefcase, like full of like money like he <laughs> he knew that the world was turning naughty and he needed somebody to like do this and sacrifice themselves and like he was his, the
1: elf the world needed yeah,
0: yeah he's like he's like you're the hero and he's like uh oh, no I'm just a piece of shit who did what you had to be You know, like that kind of shit. That'd be awesome. Like mercenary style.
1: What if Santa is standing on top of a sled run, like on top of a snow hill, and the elf is floating by on a sled and they both have candy cane swords and Santa goes, no, don't. I have the high ground. And then the elf jumps up and does a flip and Santa cuts off both of his hands and one of his legs. <laughs> you will be expelled from the elf order. No. <laughs> Makes him into a robot elf. No,
0: (laughs) fuck the prequels suck. God damn, the prequels suck so bad. That's that's pretty good. You just remade the entire prequels as a a Christmas theme. Like it's better. Yeah,
1: it's It's even more like in canon with the rest of the Star Wars universe. Like Santa Claus makes more sense than mini chlorians. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Right
0: there. Oh, that's amazing. I had
1: one more quick idea. Yes. As we were talking about this, talking about how they're scout elves. Yeah. It made me think of like the scouting regiment from uh, like the survey corps from Attack on Titan. Right. I would love to see... This like awesome shot for those of you guys who haven't read Attack on Titan or seen that the anime, you really should. You've seen it, right? Oh, at least the anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. You have all these elves getting ready with their cloaks on to go out into the world, and all the other elves are like bidding them farewell, and they're like you know mixed emotions. Then they leave and they go out and they go to all these different houses, and then the children just start grabbing them, biting their heads <laughs> off any <at you. laughs> <laughs> When I read Scout Regiment just or Scout Elf just now, I thought of the Survey Corps. The Survey, Richard. The thing
0: I really want to have, though, is that moment where the kid's like, close the door. He's his back against the door, and you just see the shadow under the door of the little legs moving. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <tch, tch,
0: tch. And then the kid looks under the crack, and you don't see anything. You don't see anything. Then boom, that
1: creepy face. face. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, man. And then Mr. Freeze just walks by and picks it up in his mouth. You're like, no, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. We're making Put a movie, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> you are not in the movie. <laughs> no dogs in the movie. See, that's what I, th- when you said the thing about the cat, yeah, that's what I thought you were going to go for, where you walk up and you see blood and you think it's that the animal is harmed Yeah. but then you realize he's biting the doll and the doll is bleeding Ooh. right and then the kids say no no the kid assumes that the elf is evil and is hurting the dog or the cat and he pulls it out of his mouth but then he realized the doll is bleeding and then it stabs him in the hand
0: oh and, the, and cat, he just, the cat was saving him yeah, yeah.
1: that'd be cool a little that was that a Stephen King story right Cat's Eye the little uh, short story movie did you ever see that yeah where the cat was trying
0: to protect him from the demon or yeah. something, and they thought the cat was gonna to kill the yeah. baby or something?
1: Yeah. It was good. Cats, have, cats are assholes, but I don't think they're baby killers, are they?
0: I mean, they're renowned for that, right? They come and steal their breath.
1: Yeah. Lulu tried to kill Kent a couple of times. What? Just because she was a bitch. I don't think it was her, her mission.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, this has been pretty fun. What can we do for a countdown for this? What do you think? Top five elf names. All right. Back with your Pulp Culture Countdown. Here are the five best... Elf on the shelf names.
1: Number five, Optimus Prime.
0: <laughs> good, 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 good. Cause then you know that he's driving back to the North Pole and not just like getting shipped <laughs> in box of plastic. He,
1: because he's a little snitch, he transforms into a little thing of microfiche.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he hides it in a in a, a church pew. <laughs> Santa has to come and buy it. All right. At number four.
1: I don't have any. Just come on. I said Optimus Cry because it's the first thing I thought of. Okay. This is a shooting from the hip countdown.
0: I am terrible. We normally
1: told because it's normally about the episode. Right, right, right. Just say a word that's funny. Oh, I just figured out mine. I'll do you want me to do this? I'll do number four. Dick Gargler. (laughs) I'll be damned if I'm gonna be reported on by someone named Dick Gargler. (laughs) <laughs> how dare you judge me dick gargler
0: he sounds like he smoked like 30 packs of cigarettes
1: oh yeah he, he
0: always sounds like a
1: blender of rocks i got bad news for you santa <laughs> oh yeah dick gargler oh, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. how's little philip doing not good santa <laughs> <laughs> he just
0: shortens the name to dg because santa just blushes every time he says his name <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I'll call you Sparkles. (laughs) No, my adopted name was Dick (laughs) Gardler. Although I never knew my true parents. (laughs) There's another movie idea right there.
0: The elf on the shelf gets adopted by some shithead kids. Oh my god, that's amazing. See, I'm just thinking of like Ding Ding and fucking.
1: Yeah, those are good too, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Sparkles, Ding Ding, Hobo, Chris,
0: Chris. Mr. Freeze, the dog's name is Mr. Freeze. Don't care, Mr. Freeze. Like, if you had a kid who just kept naming, like...
1: All the things the same? Yeah. Like, Amanda th- had eight fish named George. Yeah. <laughs> like, no joke. She just kept killing fish and naming them the next number. George two, George three. Like, I think George three was her favorite.
0: So, that's three. What's number two? Two should be... That was four, wasn't it? You well, let's see. We had Optimus, Optimus Prime, Prime.
1: Dick Gargler. Dick Gargler. <laughs> Chris. Chris. <laughs> George eight, George nine,
0: George nine. <laughs> I've been zero help for this fucking countdown. I think number one is Dingleberry, man. I, am, I think Dingleberry is so funny. Uh, I love that he it just is like ripping your friends, like kind-hearted, fun thing he's doing for his kids, and you're just like, let me shit all over
1: that. I hope that when those kids are older, he shows them Dingleberry's notes too.
0: And they're just like, who is that? He's like, that's eh, just my pervert friend. Don't worry about him. <laughs>
1: What does he mean like toys that whirl is that a helicopter (laughs) kind of "Mm, fucking matt (laughs) oh my god oh dude what do you guys if you guys either have elf on a shelf or anything like that tell us your elf name put tape
0: over its eyes i mean (laughs) i'm telling you mark zuckerberg puts tape over his elf on the shelf's eyes so we all should too
1: does he really i I love the idea that he has an elf on a shelf but he tapes the eyes
0: no there's this big picture Big picture of him with his computer, and he had tape over the camera. Oh, okay. And everybody was like, "Oh, we're being watched. And he's like, yeah, no doubt we're being watched. I'm watching you. But <laughs> like Elf on the Shelf, you just tape their eyes over. So it's
1: like, yeah, you can sit in the house, but I'm not fucking. Santa's like, what happened? He's like, well, I didn't see it, but this is the sounds that I heard. <laughs> sounded like a body being buried, or they were gardening. I don't know.
0: It sounded like rocks in a blender. or <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's quite the callback, my friend. (laughs) I know someone had a sore throat. That's for sure. After that, it got a little weird.
0: He said he was screaming at a party. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Tell us your elf name. Tell us if it's a real one or just make one up. What should we have included on the top five? I'd love to hear your elf names. I need to see a picture of an elf shitting marshmallows. That's all I want this Christmas. All
0: I want for Christmas. Were
1: you good, Rumi? Because you could tell Dingleberry. Maybe Dingleberry will put in a good word for you.
0: Is elf poop
1: Marshmallow shit. <laughs> all, right.
0: all right, Rumi, you ready to blast this thing off?
1: No, dude. I just got an email from Santa himself. What? Via Dingleberry's Google, Google <laughs> mail, Gmail. This is a little thing Santa wrote you. It says, <laughs> it says Aaron. Should I read it in a Santa voice or a Matt voice? Read it in a Santa voice. Aaron, you want a present, but your behavior's been mixed. Sometimes you're good, but you gargle some dicks. Being good is not hard. In fact, it's a breeze. But you're scared to undress in front of my employees. (laughs) Just don't do bad shit. Don't be a gross creep. Don't worry about them watching you when you sleep. If all your disgusting habits you quit, maybe, just maybe, I'll bring you elf shit. Marshmallows. Thanks, Santa.
0: So if I wake up and there's any marshmallows in my house, I'm going to be like, yay, Santa. He's
1: real.
0: (laughs) If we can just make that one little boy believe.
1: You look up the ceiling. I believe, Santa. If we can just make that one man child podcaster believe. (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> well, um, there you go. Merry Merry Christmas to all uh, our our cadets and all, all of our rocketeers in training.
0: Yeah, guys, thank you so much. Happy holidays. Hope you enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you enjoyed this clusterfuck of an episode we put together.
0: <laughs> it's just good to be in the same room with you, dude. Um, so yeah, no, I
1: thought that was a high five.
0: I'll high five that. Well, I'm, I'm waiting to do the do the uh, do the blast off. All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready to blast off. Here we go. Three, two, one oh man in person for the first time in a long time that's awesome thank you so much for spending your Christmas with us we really appreciate it Merry Christmas from the Launchpad Podcast keep up with us on social media Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website LaunchpadPod.com we can't wait to share some awesome stuff with you in the new year we have a lot of fun stuff planned till next time we're the Rocketeers and we are out
1: ignition sequence start 6 5 Four, three,
0: two, one. Zero. All engine women, look
1: up, We have a look